Hello, you're back. I'm back. We're both here. We're back. We've both made the corresponding choices to meet here in the physical plane once again, maybe for the first time. Either way, we are both here, and I am very glad about that. <clears throat> I am pretty sure I am going to be changing the name to Fat and Sad, a podcast about, uh, let's see, Fat and Sad, a podcast about self-esteem and mental health on a daily basis as according to me. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Okay, so hi, you're listening to Fat and Sad. Uh, we're back. So how are you guys? I uh, hope you guys are doing well, at least decent, not horrible. That's kind of where I am. I'm doing okay, not the best, but you know, things aren't like super, super shitty. So to just bring up astrology once, in this episode, uh, I am going through a Pluto transit. Oh, that was my Bluetooth speaker powering off, by the way. Sorry. Uh, I am going through a Pluto transit at the moment. So, which is Pluto is square to my natal moon, which I can explain a little bit about that. Um, Pluto is the planet of transformation, the subconscious, death and rebirth, and things of that type of matter while the moon is your emotions your inner child and your inner mother kind of just your deepest um, needs and feelings so a square is an angle between the two which represents challenge so to synthesize all that information together it would indicate a deep transformation happening at like a deep emotional level that is presenting me with a challenge and I can tell you, I have been feeling this lately. I have not been feeling super great <clears throat> in terms of my moods. They've been kind of up and down a little bit where I can't really tell where it's going to go next. Um, but yeah. But overall, I can feel a, a deep transformation taking place within me even though it's kind of funny, I think, to still talk about it, like, as it's currently happening. Um, but I just have been noticing a feeling of, like, I'm within a cocoon type of feeling, and, like, yeah, it's ugly right now, and it's not chill, and it kind of sucks, but at least it's gonna lead me to growth where I can, you know, use what I'm learning right now and just absorb and become something better and improve and do better in my life. <clears throat> Sorry about my voice, by the way. Um, I just had to smoke like a bunch of weed before I did this because I'm still nervous. And for some reason, I feel like, oh, yeah, like the weed's going to do anything. But no. Okay, like, let's be real. At this point, the weed honestly doesn't do much. I just kind of use it as a buffer, like, in between me and things that I don't want to do. So, you know, that's what I was doing. And I totally scratched up my throat. And now, <laughs> now I'm recording my sexy voice. All right. But I actually was nervous because I... Wasn't really sure if I was going to follow through with doing a second episode. 
um, because I was kind of feeling like I was getting imposter syndrome about it. Um, and I wanted to talk about that for a little bit. So if you guys are listening, you probably have had imposter syndrome or felt it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, it's that feeling when you kind of start to discount yourself and your own accomplishments. And when you start to like question whether you're worthy of things, especially things that you have worked for. It's like all of a sudden you forget everything you did to get to a certain place. And um, I looked it up on Wikipedia and Wikipedia describes it as a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being found out as a fraud. So and this is despite the external evidence against them, against them not being a fraud. Um, and I can say that this is something that I feel a lot and I didn't really even know what it was until I heard it, you know, like explained in words, like what I just said. So yeah, um, something that I've really felt it with, and I have pretty much like a pretty deep shame about this is, uh, my experience with, you know, going to hair school and doing all that work to earn my cosmetology license, uh, all the things kind of that come along with that. I paid my money. I paid my dues. Um, I even did some independent like freelancing stuff on the side. So I did have experience, um, but I just for some reason didn't feel like a real professional hairdresser. And so every time I applied for a job, I always kind of felt like, oh, shit, they're going to find out, you know, that I'm actually not good at what I do, even though like that was like, there's no proof that I'm bad. Do You know what I mean? Like there was clear evidence there of my achievements, but I still didn't, didn't believe that I was worthy. And I'm sure that's why I didn't get those jobs, you know, because I was thinking my own unworthiness into existence. And then I even started to feel the imposter syndrome creeping in about this podcast. Like right after I made the first episode, I felt really good, like really good for like a second. And then, you know, I started feeling my anxious feelings and then the anxious thoughts started to get right back in my head. And it was like, oh, really, Erica, you think you can do this? What a joke. You should just give up. And while you're at it, how about never pursue anything creative ever again? And also you're fat and no one will ever love you. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is shit that I say to myself. And it's, it's, it's pretty fucking sad, but you know, I'm working on it. So yeah, it's okay. And it's like, I need to really see like, hey, you know what? It actually took a lot of balls and effort to even record the first episode in the first place. And of course, two comes after one. So why would you not record a second episode? And of course, if all I'm going to talk about is just from my point of view, it's totally worthy. Like my point of view is valid. I have a right to, you know, tell my story. I'm not trying to speak on behalf of anyone else. So I totally am worthy, but for some reason, my little fucking brain is just like, no, 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 stop. 
but you see what I'm getting at here. Imposter syndrome is a bitch. So, if you notice those types of thoughts creeping into your own head, please don't forget to look for evidence of your success because it's all around you and you deserve it. Also, I just learned that I do not like writing things out like word for word the way that I'm supposed to read them because I kind of wrote like this whole thing out that I was going to read for the podcast, but I don't like that at all. Like, I don't like the idea of like following what I wrote because when I'm recording, I don't want to read. So like, I really can't look at something that I just wrote. And also my mind is kind of racing when I hit record. So I just kind of want to skim through the whole thing and not follow it word by word. So I'm kind of just going to not go by what I just wrote. So yeah, I'm just going to try to follow it like by topics. So anyways, the next thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was money because a bitch is broke. Yes, I'm broke as fuck right now. Okay. Yeah, it sucks. It is so fucking shitty to not have money like, even to just buy groceries, or even to just, like, buy weed, like, to buy weed, dude, to buy weed, I am buying five dollar grams right now, and I've had to scrounge up all my change, I've had to sell recycling, I've had to just, like, like, just, I, I, I have no money, I have no money, but I'm doing what I can, to find enough to buy weed and put a little bit of gas in my car and that's basically all that I've been able to do um because long story short I got sick a little while ago so I missed work so my paycheck got fucked up but then I also had medical bills and so that got fucked up and so I owe money but I had fallen behind on money and then so I took out a payday loan, and let me fucking tell you, do not ever take out a payday loan unless it is, like, absolute last desperate-ass measures, because it's so hard to get out of it. It becomes a cycle, um, because they charge you a shit ton of interest, and so when you pay them back, it's like you kind of most likely will feel like you don't have money again after you paid them back. And so you're going to take out another one because you're going to be like, oh, whatever, just fucking pay it back. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. No, bitch. You're going to get stuck in that shit forever. It's so hard to get out, okay? I'm telling you, as someone who's done it way too many fucking times, I have, I, I, I owe money to them right now, and it's just, it's fucked, okay? Because... They will fuck you in the ass forever until you stop, like until you just like you suck it up and you don't take out another one because you have saved enough or whatever. You figured it out how to financially get out of it. And honestly, though, that shit is rough. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Also, it really sucks that I can't buy groceries because. I'm honestly really missing some vegetables right now in my life. Like, I've been breaking out on my face. 
And I'm pretty sure it's directly related to like, yes, I am poor and I'm stressing out because of that. But also since I haven't been able to buy the usual groceries that I want to buy and I'm just kind of eating whatever is here in terms of like canned food, whatever is in, I don't know, just like dried boxes. It's like, no, 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 no. It's not good. It is not good. And it's showing on my skin. It's not cute. It is not cute. So that is something that I'm going through right now that's kind of fucking with me. Um, but dude, if I could just get some salad with some spinach and a cucumber and some onion. Oh my god. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. Um, I could probably just like not buy a five dollar gram of weed and go buy some produce if I really, really, really wanted to. However, uh when is your girl gonna stop smoking? I don't even know. And I'm sure we could all say that it's like totally a crutch and all of that, but I'm not ready. So uh, $5 for weed instead of $5 for veggie. I'm gonna have to live with that and live with the pimples on my face, but I'm still gonna complain about it. So anyways, uh, moving on. So let's see what else did I put right here? All right, so since this is about me unpacking my whole like mental health issues and stuff like that, um, I wanted to kind of go into some background a little more about how the specifics of like my depression and how it manifested uh, throughout my life up until now. Uh, just to, I don't know, I guess like share a story. Hopefully some people can identify with it. If you don't, that's okay too. Um, but I also do want to put in a little disclaimer. Like I am not a doctor, obviously. And uh, I haven't even completed community college. So I am not giving medical advice. I'm just sharing my story. Uh, my point of view from, you know, the way my symptoms happen and all that. Uh, I'm well aware that everyone is different. So, you know, if you don't identify, just maybe take a little what you can and just move on. Um, but anyways, so, you know, I'm just telling my story in hopes of like people can relate. But anyway, so let's see. So it kind of started, I would say, when I was like 12, 13. Um, I think the puberty hormones are probably what really got it going. And then I had, my parents had gotten divorced when I was 10 years old. So just kind of having that set in for a little bit and then combination of those like puberty hormones, like... It just, I mean, I did start my period when I was 10 also, but like, I didn't really start like getting the acne and like the weight gain until like 13. And so like that coming in, um, that just like really made me feel crazy. Honestly, like I really thought that I, I, I was worried that I was bipolar. Like I was, <laughs> I don't know, obviously like when you're young, you don't know what you're talking about. But um, I was really just like, my moods were everywhere. I couldn't control like my anger. 
at all. I had a lot of rage. Um, I had a, I was crying a lot constantly. Like I would throw fits. I would like cry on the floor. Uh, this is when like I started self harming around this time. It wasn't. It was just like um, like surface cuts on the skin. But honestly, it didn't last that long. But it. But when I did self harm, it was during that time. Um, so yeah, basically I just felt like I was all over the place. I couldn't control the way I felt at all. Um, my parents could tell obviously like I was not chill. So they asked if I wanted to go to therapy and that was the first time that I went to therapy in my life. And I talked to an old man with white hair and I was so not into it. Um, but I do remember, I just really did not want to be there. Like I, during that time, I was honestly so angry with both of my parents, but I kind of didn't really know, or like, I didn't know at the time that that's why I was so mad. I was totally like repressing it. I like was not even acknowledging it at the time. Um, but yeah, so they took me to therapy, some old man talked to me and basically told my parents that like yes she is she does have depression um and then it was kind of like do you want to put the explore the option of medication or just no and so my parents weren't really into that I probably I probably would have gone on the meds honestly but like you know my parents they didn't want that so I kind of didn't continue to go and anymore so I was just kind of dealing with it on my own from this point um but it was always just like super roller coaster of emotions and it was pretty wild for me um I just remember that was probably like the most violent I ever was in my life uh I got into like a physical fight with my mom I would I was probably like taking hits on my sister every once in a while I'm sure which I feel really bad about now but I just had I was so angry like I was so angry at my parents because I realized after that when they got divorced like to me that was such a betrayal because I didn't see anything that would indicate that there was going to be a divorce before it happened. So I was like, oh yeah, like everything is perfect. Everything's cool. My family is great. And then it turns out it wasn't. So I got a lot of anger from that type of feeling of betrayal. And so wait, where was I? Hold on. Kind of got lost. That's why I write stuff down, even though I can't follow it. Oh, yeah. So um, basically, I was diagnosed as depressed around 13. Didn't really get it treated. Um, around 15 is when I totally just like learned about drugs and that drugs can help you feel good even if you don't feel good and that they can help you ignore things that you want to ignore. So I, and I mean, I knew alcohol could do that also, but alcohol was hard to get. And so I, 
when I was around 15, um, I learned that some other kids around my age were stealing um, cough medicine from CVS. And specifically, it was these red pills. It was like for high blood pressure, something. But um, it was coracetin. And we called them Skittles. So we would take those and it fucks you up like you're drunk. Except you're not drunk. It's like more, a little more, maybe like not psychedelic. But it was just like a little more fun than drunk. Um, But yeah, so I got really into those when I was like 15 And that was pretty much, like, all I wanted to do was just get fucked up. Like, I would ditch school, go steal the fucking pills, and just, like, stay out of school and get high until it was time to go home. And then I would go home, and I would wait for the the school to call because I had been gone all day, and I knew that you know, that that happens when you, like, miss school and they call your house to let your parents know. But I knew that they were going to call. So I would just pick it up, you know, and answer and act like it was whatever. And then just hang up. But, um, you know, you do that. You can only do that so many times until your parents start catching on and until the school starts noticing. So, yeah. Um, hold on a sec. Okay. I had to get some water for this throat of mine. Um, so yeah, but basically, after I turn 15, I start getting into drugs, and that kind of just, like, I would say, honestly, for, like, about 10 years, till I'm about 25, 26, like, I'm just numbing myself, basically. Um, there's obviously a lot of stories in that time that can be told, But looking back now, I wasn't super focused on anything in terms of like personal goals or, you know, achieving anything. I just wanted to figure out how to exist while still getting myself fucked up and being able to numb the pain that I'm in. Because this whole time growing up, I've just been repressing and just acting like it's not even there you know basically not even just feeling it underneath the surface but trying to act like it wasn't there um so yeah that's kind of pretty much how I was even into my like early 20s I was a lot more sensible I wasn't really like fucking with drugs a lot just kind of every once in a while but I was drinking more and I mean numbing is numbing it's like we all get it we all know what we're doing when we do shit like that um but yeah I guess once I kind of realized around like 26 27 that like I really wasn't happy with how I felt most of the time and that I should probably take like you know a deeper examination of myself it was around during this time that I decided to go back to therapy and have another session with a new doctor and see what happens. Um, 
So I did that through my work and I got connected with this nice little old lady and um, she helped me examine my wounds and helped me realize that I was living in a codependent household and that if I wanted to become mentally healthy, that it would be for my best to separate myself out of that household which is which was with my father and my sister and like you know not to get specifically into their issues but they also do have mental health issues and they do need to heal as well so for me to be in a physical like a close physical proximity with them like I just noticed personally, I'm also like very absorbing of people's energies and like I'm very sensitive to that. So just to be in close proximity to them, um, you know, like we would leech each other's illnesses onto each other. And so I kind of realized that and realized that like I really need to get out of there if I want to be able to deal with my own healing on my own. so anyways um but I did learn that when you try to ignore severe wounds from your past guess what they're not gonna heal on their own if anything they've gotten worse and now they're infected so it's gonna take stronger medicine to heal them because you know going through therapy that time it was very like lifting a veil off of my eyes like and it was about myself it wasn't even about you know like things that like other people had done it was more about lifting the veil over my eyes about things that I had done and you know accept that a lot of the things that I had done were just to try to shield myself from pain and if I were to just kind of face the pain and take it more of a head-on I can process it and get through it and you know hopefully come out the other end for the better but I really realized up until that point how much I had just been like deflecting Um, not acknowledging and just like not even wanting to look at my pain at all Um, so yeah uh, went into therapy for the second time and it was kind of like you know really getting to know my emotions like around this time I don't know it just this second, (laughs) this kind of, like, second meeting, I guess, of, like, trying to face myself, I guess it, like, lifted some kind of, like, floodgates, and, you know, I had so many just, like, weights of emotions, like, come back to me, and I remember around, around during this time is when I would start to get, like, physical pain, like, the depression would really manifest into my body, feeling heavy I would have body aches you know like I would just want to lay down I wouldn't want to move um like all my energy was just gone and I just felt really lethargic even slug-like maybe 
Um, and this is really when I understood how bad you can physically feel from depression. So, and it, that's when like, you know, I realized if you're not mentally healthy and your physical discomfort is only going to perpetuate your mental discomfort. Um, so yeah, I was in a pit of sadness and achiness and even though like I was facing my wounds and trying to get through them just the act of facing them and trying to get through them did lead me into like you know a pretty a pretty thick uh mud of despair but anyways (laughs) but really honestly though like being in that like thick mud of despair that time is really what pushed me to like really get into the self-discovery and really start learning more about myself so I could make better choices and make better decisions about what I really want so I wouldn't feel like that anymore. Um, So I think that is pretty much what got me to kind of this more recent like chunk of my life which I mean I've definitely had a lot of shit happen within the past two three years that I could talk about and I eventually will but not in this episode because then it would be way too fucking long we'd be here for days so you know I'll split those stories up in between and yeah but I think I'm gonna start to close out this episode Um, I think it's probably about 30 minutes by now, which is probably about where I want to keep them. Um, And so, yeah, so I'll start sharing my self-help tool that's been benefiting me this past, I was going to say week, but I know I definitely took more than one week in between episodes. So I'll just say for this past episode, and I'm actually going to share two tools Um, so I'll just go ahead and do it. So the first one is YouTube. I fucking love YouTube. I've been watching videos like, I mean, obviously we all know, we all know YouTube for like a long time, but I recently got a laptop. Woohoo. So within these past few months are really when I've been doing like a deep fucking dive into YouTube and I've been watching videos about pretty much anything that interests me if I am curious about how to do something um you know just basically anything and they have been so informational um they there's so many like funny people on there if you just want to go on there and laugh like so you can just go on there to just like you know like feel like a dumbass and laugh at stupid shit So you can do that on YouTube. Like, I mean, I've honestly just been, it's been making me happy. It's been making me super happy. And so it leads me to the second tool that I want to share because it's something that I've been watching videos about on YouTube, and that is minimalism. Um, So I really like minimalism because I come from a household that's like, pretty messy kind of like a hoarding household um so I have my own issues with clutter 
And the truth about, you know, that whole thing about if your physical space is cluttery, then like, so is your mind. That is very, very true. And so just using like the videos about minimalism to like incorporate things from that into my own life have really been helping me clear up my physical space, which is helping me clear up my mental space. And it's just been really helpful for me lately. So yeah, my two tools, my two self-help tools, YouTube and minimalism. So yeah, I just want to say, you know, closing things out. I hope you guys have a great December. Some spend time with some people that you love, do some things that you love. Thanks so much for listening to me. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, And if you also want to email me anything, like any comments or questions, or if you just want to chat, you can email me at joyfulcultclub at gmail.com. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-C-U-L-T-C-U-L-B at gmail.com. So just email me, say hi. Um, Thank you for listening. I love you so much. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, hi, wait, don't go yet. Um, I just want to apologize really quick for like the fucking clicking, whatever that is that goes in and out like during the recording. I'm so sorry. I'm recording on some earbud mics or earbuds with a mic um but I would like to get a real microphone at some point but I'm really really sorry if that clicking was annoying to you guys so sorry about that hope to make it better next time okay all right thank you now really talk to you later love you bye Mm -hmm.